Real quick, can we, I want to sing this song real quick if we can. If we just stretch our hands towards heaven and sing this. And I surrender all. Come on, can we sing that today? And I surrender all. And all to Thee, my blessed Savior. And I surrender. Come on, let's sing that one more time. Let's stretch our hands towards heaven. Oh, and I surrender all. Oh, and I surrender all. Oh, and all to Thee, my blessed Savior, and I. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Some of y'all may not have been familiar with that, that song, you know, that Have Your Way, that new song. A lot of us don't know that song yet. We're, some of us are still getting used to it myself. But it's all the same cry. It's all the same thing. God, have your way. I surrender so that you can have your way. Friends, that's the basis of the Christian life. That we die to self, that Christ may live and have his way in our lives. Amen. I don't know about you, but I want him to have his way tonight. I want him to have his way tonight. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. We're so honored to be here. We are so excited to be here in the presence of the Lord. Amen. I'll tell you what, there's never been a better time to serve God than right now. Amen. I tell you what, I... I you know, I've tried everything else. I, you know, I think sometimes if we're not careful, we get, um, you know, we get, we get used to church. Yeah. You know, we get, we get used to the presence. Oh, the presence. Oh, it was good. The presence of the Lord moved. But then, but you think about it. Who is man that he is mindful of us? Or the Son of Man that He would visit us. Friends, let's not take it lightly. When God comes and moves on your heart, begins to stir it, begins to bring you, begins to... It's okay to cry. I tell you what, I, there's, I cry almost every day. I'm just going to be honest with you. I, I am, I'm, a big, I'm a big teddy bear. I cry all the time. But when I think about what the Lord has done for me, and I think about how good He is, I tell you what, I, it's, I, get, I get emotional over that. I just get excited. I get worked up because I didn't deserve any of it. You didn't deserve any of it, but God had us in mind before the foundation of the world. Knowing we'd fall, he said, you know what, I think I'll make a way. Amen. I tell you what, I'm glad to be saved today. I'm excited to be saved. Let's give the Lord one more hand clap. Amen. Amen. I'm going to try not to. There's so, there's so much I, I could say, but I want to get into what the Lord is, has shared with me. I do want to, um, to let you know um, we are the Refuge School of Ministry from Enterprise. You know, we're no stranger here down from South Alabama, and, um, but we're glad to be here. Pastor Greg Atkins and uh, working under him is always a You and your leadership for trusting us. Um, with your pulpit, with your congregation. And uh, let's give all your leadership here. Also thankful for, for Brother Cruz. Um, I actually suggested that he sang that song tonight. That was a request that he sing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to praise my way out of this thing. I tell you what, I, sometimes God, we're not, sometimes we sit like we're waiting on God just to get us out of there when God's waiting for you to just get up and walk. Amen. Can you say amen? God, Jesus called Lazarus' name, but Lazarus had to make his mind up, I'm walking out of this grave. And God is, he always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. He's always given us the victory in Christ, friends. So no matter where, it, whether it's rain or snow, sun shining, doom and gloom, hurricanes, tornadoes, mountains or valleys, 
God is good and he deserves the praise and the glory and the honor. And so, I, I, friends, we have victory. No matter where you, where you are, you can have victory. Victory is positional, not conditional. Can you say amen? It's not dependent upon your condition. But my, what is our position as a Christian? I am seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Friends, he ain't losing. <laughs> He ain't losing today. So if I'm in him, if my life is hid in Christ with God, friends, we got the victory. We got the victory. That ain't my message, but I just love the Lord, and I'm thankful to be here. And I could just, I could just testify of the goodness of the Lord all day. Um, but I want to get in what the Lord has laid uh, on my heart. The book of Zechariah, chapter 4, if you have your Bibles. Book of Zechariah chapter 4. I encourage you to bring your Bible to church because I love these things right here. They're great and they're wonderful. But you know what? This will die. This needs Wi-Fi. And you know, this right here, this book right here, you just got to get you, get you a Bible. I, I think sometimes we get away from that. We carry around our iPads. And that's wonderful. But this thing, I got a relationship with this thing. right. There's tear stains in this thing. And so I, I encourage you, get you a Bible in here. I'm not condemning anybody if you don't have one with you. Amen. I'm thankful for technology. Amen. Zechariah chapter 4. I'm also going to go to the book of Acts chapter 4 and the book of Matthew chapter 3 as well. Um, and I just want to share with what the Lord has laid on my heart. Can we stand for the reading of God's word today? book of Zechariah chapter 4 and then we'll jump over to Matthew and then to the book of Acts. Book of Zechariah chapter 4. I'm going to read verses 1 through 7. It reads as this, And the angel that talked with me came again and waked me as a man that is wakened out of his sleep and said unto me, What seest thou? What do you see? And I said, I have looked and behold a candlestick all of, the, all of gold with a bowl upon the top of it and his seven lamps thereon and seven pipes to the seven lamps which were upon the top thereof and two olive trees by it, one upon the right side of the bowl and another upon the left side thereof. So I answered and spake to the angel that talked with me saying, what are these my Lord? Then the angel that talked with me answered and said unto me, Knowest thou not what these be? And I said, No, my Lord. Then he said and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Oh, come on, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Who art thou, O great mountain before Zerubbabel, that thou should not become plain? Who are you that you should stand here and not be plain? And he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shouting, crying, Grace, grace unto it. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. I want to ju jump over to the book of Matthew. The book of Matthew chapter 3, a lot of scriptures here, I'm not I'm trying not to read too much, but I believe God's a better preacher than me, so I like to read a lot of scripture. <laughs> the book of Matthew chapter 3 and verse 11, book of Matthew chapter 3 and verse 11 and it reads this, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. God doesn't use words like might or maybe almost. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. He shall. In the book of Acts chapter 4, in verse 13, and this will be it. The book of Acts chapter 4, in verse 13, and it reads as this. And now when they saw 
the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Amen. Took knowledge that they had been with Jesus. Can you stretch your hands towards heaven? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I come not... I come not as an intruder, Lord, but I come as an invited guest. Lord, you said we could come to you. You said that we could come into your presence. We can go into your word and find comfort and strength. I ask right now that your spirit would hover over this congregation, that we can leave this place, God, in boldness and in truth, knowing, oh God, that you go with us always, even into the ends of the earth. God, I want your bride to be everything you purchased her to be. I want everything Calvary paid for tonight. I want to walk in the old, all and complete truth. Cleanse your bride today with the word that you may have yourself a spotless, beautiful and wonderful bride prepared for your return. And we'll give you all the glory, all the praise and all the honor. In Jesus' name, the church said amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You can be seated if you can. And if not, that's okay too. That's okay too. Amen. Amen. My sister and her, um, her village have joined us back here in the back. I'm so glad that they are here. Can we give them a hand clap tonight? <clears throat> Amen. So thankful for them and um, being able to see them today. The book of Zechariah, I want to give a background. I hope it's okay to slow down and teach a little bit before I preach. You know, the more I study the ministry of Jesus, he didn't do a lot of just, you know, there was no hype. It said, and he, he sat down and taught. <laughs> and I believe in teaching and, and teaching men to observe all of these things which I have done and said. And so I want to give you a background of um, here, the book of Zechariah. You got to understand what, what, what is the purpose of this. A lot of people preach this scripture, not by might nor by power, but it's important that we get a background of what this, this book is or what this prophet Zechariah is talking about. What the book of Zechariah is built upon is the finishing of the building of the temple of God. They are going to rebuild the temple. Solomon's temple had been destroyed, and God wants another temple raised up again. The temple of Zerubbabel. How is it going to be done? Not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit it's going to be done. Not by a military might, nor by a great political power, but by the Spirit. Friends, let me tell you something. Revival was never going to come through Donald Trump. Oh, come on now. It wasn't going to come through a great military power or a great political figure. The Bible said it shall be by the Spirit of the living God. Yeah. By the Spirit. I don't care who's in office. Revival is always ready. Can you say amen? amen. God's, not, God's not got His hands tied depending on who's in the White House, who's at the courthouse. Come on now. God is God. Amen. Who can stop the Lord Almighty? No one can. But tonight he's looking for a vessel which that revival can flow. And I believe this church is that vessel. It will be, the Bible says that there are two olive trees. And these two olive trees flows oil continually into this bowl. Into these seven pipes, which I believe represents the seven churches that we read in the book of, uh, we read in the book of Revelation. The seven church ages, I believe is what it is. Um, the seven church ages, there's, you know, you can go through all them. There's Laodicea, there's, you know, there's all these different churches, the Ephesus church. All You can go and study that later. But it's talking about the church. The vessel is the church, and the oil is the spirit. And there are two trees from whence this oil flows. Now, if you look and give a context of this, it will be by these two olive trees that the spirit flows. In this book... In this book of uh, Zechariah, the two trees represent Zerubbabel, who was the king and the seed of David, and Joshua, the high priest. Now, one thing that we know about all Scripture, 
All scripture, whether Old Testament or New Testament, if you go in there, you will find Christ. Can you say amen? You can see Christ all in the book. People say, we don't need that Old Testament anymore. That's nonsense. Christ is all in it. Christ is from the Genesis 1 to Revelation 22. It's either pointing forward to Jesus or pointing back to him. It's all Jesus. All about Christ. It's all in him. It all shows me Christ. So when we look at this, these two trees, Zerubbabel, the king out of the seed of David, the king from the seed of David. Well, that sounds familiar. A king out of the seed of David. That is the Lord Jesus. And the high priest, whose name's Joshua, also Yeshua, Jesus, salvation. Can you say amen? There are two trees from which the Spirit of God flows from the king out of the seed of David and out of the great high priest. Well, my friends, we have a king, a mighty king that's never lost a battle, and his name is King Jesus. And we have a faithful high priest who has gone before us into the veil. A faithful high priest that is touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He knows how we feel. Therefore, he is a faithful high priest. He went in once and for all. Can you say amen? He don't have to sacrifice anymore. He never sinned. He was spotless. And now because he's gone in, I can go in. Can you say amen? So how does this scripture show me Christ? Well, let's think about this. What was the purpose of this book? Do you remember? The purpose of this book? Rebuilding the temple, right? Rebuilding the temple of God. Well, what was Christ's purpose in coming? To rebuild God's people, His temple. A tabernacle built without hands. Can you say amen? In the book of, I believe Brother Seth was preaching this morning, that woman at the well said, in this, in that what you preached this morning? Come to this mountain that Jacob dug this well. And Jesus said, it's going to come a day where it, this, this mountain won't matter. My Father looks for those that will worship Him in spirit and in truth. It doesn't matter where you are. Spirit and in truth. I'm thankful for this house. But this is where it starts. And it's supposed to be carried out there into this world. I'm just as much the church as I'm in Flowers Hospital in Dothan, Alabama, where I work. I'm the church right there. And that river flows in that church just like it does in this one. Can you say amen? So Christ came to rebuild the temple. And how was he going to do it? Well, it wasn't going to be by might, and it wasn't going to be by power, but it was by the Spirit. And I was just studying. I'm just going to be real with you. When I get to studying and something's opened up to me like I never saw it before, I just get excited. And I was reading this, and no wonder the Pharisees didn't understand this scripture. They expected the Messiah to come and be this great military power or this great political figure that's going to come and save with a rod of iron. He's going to come and rule and reign and he's going to break them free from Rome. That's what they thought. They were getting a great military leader. But if they were to understand the heartbeat of God behind these scriptures... It's not by might nor by power, but when Christ comes, He shall rebuild the church and He shall do it by the Spirit of the living God. He shall do it by the Spirit. The Spirit of God. What is the church? What was Jesus? Jesus came conceived by the Spirit, led by the Spirit and full of the Spirit. And the way that He led by example, He now commands me, go into that upper room. Go into Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. That the same Spirit that led me out of the wilderness is going to lead you as you go through this life. The Jews thought it would be this great military leader, but they had it all wrong. The kingdom of heaven is not so much about a physical place, but it's a spiritual place. The kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, it is a place that we are in the spirit. That's what Nicodemus didn't get that. He said, you must be born again, Nicodemus. You mean I go back into my mother's womb and come back out? That'd be pretty hard. She was probably pretty old of age by then. That would have been a hard thing to do, and he was probably a pretty big guy. He's not getting it. He doesn't understand it. 
But it's not about a physical thing. It's in the Spirit. I'm here to tell you, church, if we're going to see revival in these last days, it's not going to be by a bunch of pizza parties. Come on now. I believe in getting connected with young people. But hallelujah, we need the Spirit of the living God. We need God to show up, to lead us and to guide us. We can't do it by our own ideas and our own our own plans. It's got to be by the Spirit of God. It's got to be His Spirit. The Old Testament, God used a king, Zerubbabel. And He also used a priest, Joshua. In the New Testament, God used a king. Hallelujah. Out of the seed of David. And He also used a priest, Yeshua, salvation. Hallelujah. Out of these two trees shall the Spirit, shall the oil flow. That's the message of Zechariah. Out of these trees, out of Zerubbabel and Joshua, shall my spirit rebuild this temple by using this men, these men. But let me tell you something. Christ is both of those trees today. He stands as our mighty king. He also stands as our great and faithful high priest. And it is out of him that the spirit of God flows. And the scripture says, and he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Oh, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. You know, for a long time, Pastor, in my mind, I thought Pentecost and the Gospels, they're just separate. They're, they're separate teachings. But the reason Jesus came, John the Baptist, the greatest prophet to ever live according to Jesus, he said that the purpose that Jesus is coming, hallelujah, behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world, and He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Hallelujah, that's why He's coming. That's why He's coming. And if that gospel says it, I want it for me in my life. I want everything that Calvary paid for. Friends, if we go to Calvary and we go to the cross, and we stay, don't get me wrong, we must always take up our cross and follow Him. The cross is the pinnacle of Christianity. In the cross, you see all that God is. You see His righteousness, and you see His justice. You see His mercy, but you see His wrath. You see everything about God when you look to that cross. But let me tell you something, friends. He didn't stay there. <laughs> he went to that grave, and three days later, He got up. And the Bible says that if the Spirit of God dwells in you, the same Spirit that raised up Christ from the dead shall quicken your mortal bodies to do the perfect will of God, to do the work of God. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for Calvary, but Calvary was just the front door. It was the front door into a kingdom of God. The front door into a new life in Christ Jesus. Look at the look at you look at them coming out of Egypt. They wandered in the wilderness for 40. How great was that deliverance out of Egypt? It was wonderful. But did God bring them out just to bring them out? Oh, come on now. You read the book of Psalms chapter 107. In about verse 6 or 7 it says this. And he led them out of the land of Egypt to bring them forth into a land of promise. God brought you out, my friend, that he may lead you on. He didn't take you out just to lead you out. We hear a lot of people preach, come out from among them. Come out from among them. Come out from among them. And that is biblical, to sanctify yourself unto God. But here's the key, it's unto God. A lot of people come out from the world, but they're right back in it because they never get in Christ. They get in the church, but they don't ever get in Christ. They get in the church, but they never get in the Spirit. God brought us out that He may lead us forth. He brought them out of Egypt to take them to Canaan. What was Canaan a representation of, friend, it's not heaven? Maybe in one way it is. But the, that old song says, I'm living in Canaan now. 
Egypt behind. What is Canaan? A life in the Spirit. A life in the Spirit flowing with milk and honey. Flowing with great rivers. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. That's that Canaan. Walking in the Spirit. A life in the Spirit. Can you say amen? He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. It is from Christ that the oil, the anointing, and the Holy Ghost should flow. What was the purpose of Zechariah finishing the building of the temple? What does the temple represent? It represents the church of the living God. And Christ is going to finish building His church before He returns. He's going to raise up His church for this last time revival. The latter rain shall be greater than the former rain. Friends, I am thankful. Hear me. I am thankful for the revivals of, of past days. I'm thankful for the upper room that I can go and look and see how they did it in the book of Acts. I am thankful for Azusa Street. I'm thankful for Smith Wigglesworth. I'm thankful for all of these men of God. I'm thankful for the healings that have taken place in this church. But friends... I'm not satisfied with what used to be. I want it now in my life in the church. I want it in the church of the living God. I want the Spirit of God to flow again. Hallelujah. The Spirit of God to flow. Hallelujah. That's what matters. Friends, my preaching doesn't matter. If God doesn't show up, all my words are vain. If we sing, it doesn't matter if God doesn't show up. Our words are vain. It's all for Him. It is by Him and it's for Him. The Bible says in the book of Colossians that all things were made by Him and for Him. And by Him all things consist. Friends, you were saved by Christ for Christ, but it is Christ that will keep you and hold you. Can you say amen? And the church, the church was birthed by Christ for Christ, for, by the Spirit and for the Spirit. And it will be nothing less than by the Spirit that it shall continue and shall become that glorious bride He's returning for. I don't know about you. I want to be spotless. I was just at a wedding yesterday. I was the best man, one of my best friends. It was his wedding. And I began to think, as she walked down that aisle, I began to think of all the hours of preparation. All of the time taken in. Picking out the dress. Making sure it's beautiful. Making sure it's nice. And then the whole time during the wedding, her maid of honor was always fixing the dress. Every time she moved, she would fix it. She would fix it. Why? Because she wanted her bride to be beautiful for that groom. Why am I here today? Why is this man of God here? Because we want his bride to be beautiful when he comes back. We want her to be a glorious church. A powerful church. A glorious church. Hallelujah. I want you to be beautiful for Him. I want you to be without sin and spotless and righteous before Him. We look, <laughs> Glory to God. We look and we see the book of Acts. It wasn't the acts of men. It was the acts of the Spirit performed through men. Let's not get it twisted. They said, look upon us to that lame man. But why? In the name of Jesus Christ of Lazarus, rise, Nazareth, rise up and walk. It wasn't by their own power, but they said, such as I have, I give unto you. Friend, we can't give things if we don't have it. Hallelujah. Thomas, we can't give what we don't have. But they said, such as I have, I give unto you. Friends, I don't know about you, but when I come into the house of God, I came to lay something down. I came to lose myself. I came to decrease that he may increase. And in losing my life, I find his life. If any man shall lose his life, he shall find it. But if he finds his life here, he shall lose it there. Friends, every time I come into this house, I'm looking for something to lose. 
I'm looking for something to lose. Why? Because when I lose me, I gain him. Hallelujah. When I lose me, I gain Christ. When I lose pride, I gain his humility. I gain his meekness. When I lose this life, I find his. Hallelujah. Christ is coming to rebuild his church. How? If you look at the book of Acts chapter 3. The book of Acts chapter 3 and verse 19. After they have healed this lame man. He's, Peter is now preaching and he says this. Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. When the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before you was preached unto you, whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. What is this saying? The heavens must retain Christ until the restitution of all things happens. What is that saying? Until every prophecy is fulfilled. Until this church becomes everything God's called it to be. Jesus will remain. But when that time comes of the restitution of all things. When God takes us back to the book of Acts. When we are that church. Then... Christ will come. But how's that going to happen? Friend, I can't do that. You can't do that. But the verse before it, it says this. When the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Friends, I feel this heavy on my heart for you today. COVID-19 and this coronavirus and all that's gone on, it's taken the breath out of a lot of people. It's not, Brandon, it's not the breath out of a lot of people. It did for me for a while. And the election, I got my hopes up. I got too caught up into it. And my, I just got the breath knocked out of me. One thing after the other, things are falling apart. My mom's getting sicker. Everything's going wrong and bad. And my, I just don't have any breath. But Peter prophesied in the book of Acts that times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Friend, wherever you are, the presence of the Lord is here to refresh you. Whatever you've been through, the presence of the Lord wants to refresh you today. Refresh you. What does that mean to refresh? Fresh means that it's new. <laughs> it's new. Come on now. I tell you what, I love peach cobbler. I love it. Absolutely love it. Hot peach cobbler with a scoop of vanilla ice cream. Can't beat it. You can't beat it. But I tell you what, when I go to my nana's house on Thanksgiving and she's got that peach cobbler sitting there, I don't want to wait till the next day. I want it when it comes out of the oven. Why? Because it's new and it's fresh. It's brand new. And when God refreshes something, it's not like putting it in the microwave. Oh, come on now. When you put something in the microwave, you know it doesn't taste the same. You know it's not as fresh as it was. But when God comes in, behold, all things become new. I'm doing a new thing. I'm going to make you fresh just as if you never got cold. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says this. A bruised reed he shall not break. And a smoking flax he shall not quench. What does that mean, friend? If you're not on fire today, if you're just smoking, friend, he ain't mad at you. He said he promised to set you on fire again. Wherever you are today, he can refresh your flame. Just as if it never went out. Just as if he said in the book, you look at Jeremiah, he's making that vessel. And the, the vessel will not heed. But that potter, he doesn't throw that clay away. It says he makes again another vessel. What was that? Adam was the first vessel. Oh, hallelujah. Adam was that first vessel, and he couldn't make it into what he wanted. But that second vessel was Christ. And he made a new vessel, and now he's making you and me to look just like that one. To look just like Christ. To be conformed to that image. And how shall he do it? Friends, it won't be by your efforts. 
It'll only be by getting a hold of the horns of the altar and say, God, make me holy. God, make me like Jesus. Make me a holy man, full of the Spirit of God, led by the Spirit. Multiple times, if you'll look through the Gospels, and it says, and Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost. And Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost. What was he doing? Jesus is God, right? But he shows us a life not living in his own power, living in complete fellowship with the Father and in complete control of the Spirit. That is what Christ has come to lead us to do, that me and you would be in complete unity and fellowship with the Father and that we would be completely led and controlled by the Spirit. As Jesus was, so are we in this world. I want to be that church. Can you say amen? I'm not going to try to keep you too long. But I want to hear, finish what the Lord's laid on my heart. In the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. I will. There it is again. It's not I might. I'm thinking about it. When God says something, he means it. And I take him at his word. Lord, you said that in the last days, you'd pour out your spirit upon all flesh. And I want to say something here. I want to bring unity into the church of God. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your old men shall dream dreams. And your young men shall, dream, shall see visions. Friends, sometimes we think, as the older in the church, some of them think that the younger people are trying to take over and do away with the old. And sometimes the younger people feel like the older maybe, maybe they don't want us here. But can I tell you, in that scripture, it brings the old and the new together. Your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. Friends, can I tell you something? I feel a burden on my heart for the elders of the church right now. It's time for you to dream again. It's time to dream again. Hallelujah. He said, when I pour out my spirit upon all flesh, old men and elders shall dream dreams. It's time to dream again. Where did you lay that dream down at? Where did you lay that thing down? Where did you lay that burden for prayer down? That intercession down? Pick it back up, woman of God. Man of God, pick it back up and dream again. Dream of these young people prophesying in the name of Jesus. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And when the old and the new work together, we have a perfect church. Nobody's against anybody in here. We are all here for one purpose. It is God. It is Christ. It is the Holy Ghost to take a hold of our hearts and to lead us into that world to see the lost saved for the glory of God the Father. We are all for the same purpose. Hallelujah. I pray God would baptize us in a unity that they had in that upper room. In one mind and in one accord. All tuned to the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. Now I want I want to I want to be real quick here. We know the story of Jacob and there's a Rachel and there's a Leah. And he falls in love with Leah, right? He falls in love with her. It's a love at first sight. As soon as he sees Rachel, he says, "I want her. I want her for myself. I want her to be my bride." Laban says, you know the story, you got to work seven years. He works seven years and then he gets Leah instead. And he is so upset about this because Leah is not as pretty as Rachel is. She's not as beautiful as Rachel is. He loves Rachel. But when you study the life of Jacob, you find out that the fruit of Jacob's life came more from Leah than it did from Rachel. Friends, I'm here to tell you that in these church services, this is Rachel. This is Rachel. And though it's wonderful and great, your prayer life is Leah. And that is what will produce fruit in your life. That is what's going to bring forth life. That's what's going to bring forth fruit in our lives. Friend, I love altar calls. I love getting up here and shouting and running. I love getting up here and praying as the Spirit of the Lord convicts us. I love that. But this is Leah. This is Rachel. 
It's when you go home and nobody's watching and you get in the word of God and you get your notepad out and you wait for God to speak and you sit there until God moves. That's the Leah that will produce something in your life. Friends, I want to tell you, you haven't had church till you've had church all by yourself. I tell you what, friends, I've learned how to dance with no music. I've learned how to shout no matter what's going on. I tell you what, I've had more, I've had more church all by myself than maybe with, with you guys. I love having church. Why? They didn't say that go to church. He said be the church. I am the church. You're the church. It's not bound into these walls. This is where it starts. But we've got... It's, it's Leah. It's the Leahs in our life. The things that aren't pretty. The things that aren't easy to love. Oh, come on now. It's not easy to fast. But it's a commandment, not a suggestion. We've got to. It's not pretty. It doesn't feel good. It hurts. But it will produce fruit in your life. It will bring forth fruit in your life. We've got I heard a preacher pre he preached. I, he loved. He learned to love her late. When you look at Jacob, he didn't. Rachel got buried on the side of the road somewhere. But when Jacob got buried, he said, "Bury me next to Leah." Why? Because that's the thing that brought the most fruit out of my life. That's the thing that brought the seed of the Messiah. And if the Messiah is going to come through us through the Spirit of God, it's going to be by prayer and fasting. I'm going to try to hurry here. If you look at the book of Ezekiel, where you see that river, it starts at the altar and the river flows out. And you know, it goes ankle deep, knee deep, hip deep. And then it goes to where you can no longer swim anymore. But friends, let me tell you something. It starts at the altar, not finishes here. This is where you come. It starts here. And it's supposed to flow out there. Friend, when we come into these altar calls, or when you make an altar at home, that's the beginning. That's where the river starts. Friends, if this is where the move of God stops in your life, something's wrong. But this is the beginning of where God starts moving. And then He starts moving out there in that world. When you go to Walmart, when you go to work, when you're at school, young people, God wants to use you there. The Spirit of God to take you from here out into that world. How is it going to be? Not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit of the living God. By the Spirit of the living God. I feel God wants to refresh His people today. A fresh outpouring of the Holy Ghost. A fresh, a renewing in the Spirit. A renewing in the Spirit. And I'm going to get ready to close because I believe God can minister to us in this place today. Do you believe that? But when you come, I want, I want to stress the importance of responding to God. The woman with the issue of blood knows Jesus is coming through. But lest she gets up and moves, she's not healed. Lest the man with the withered hand, he said, stretch forth your hand. He responded to the word of God. He responded to the word of Jesus. And as he obeyed and stepped out, then the miracle happened. As they went into that upper room, if they were sitting at the house, they aren't getting the Holy Ghost. But as they go into that upper room, as Jesus commanded, then the Spirit begins to move. So when, we, when your pastor gives altar calls, the responding to the Word of God is so important that we respond to what God's doing. And as I, I can only have as much of God as I'm willing to lose of myself. And as I come and lay myself down, I find Him in a new way. I find Him in greater power and greater anointing and greater peace and greater joy. Friends, if we're going to be like Jesus, there's one thing we've got to understand. Jesus was the happiest man that ever lived. Do you get that? He was the happiest man that ever walked the face of the earth. Friends, we have no reason to doom and gloom. The Bible says that you'd have joy unspeakable and full of glory. Jesus says in John 15, These things I say unto you that my joy may be in you, and that joy may be full. I don't know what you're lacking today. If it's joy... 
come get a refreshing. If it's peace, come get a refreshing. If it's anointing, come get a refreshing. If it's a conviction, come get a refreshing. If you feel like there's not much power in your life to say no to temptation, my friend, there is power in Jesus. There is power in the Holy Ghost today to free you from wherever you're at right now. A renewing in the Holy Ghost. A renewing in the Spirit. Sister Michaela, you can come to the piano. I, I don't even know how long I've been going. I have no idea. I tried to be kind of brief because I, I believe God's, when God meets us, that's what matters. When God meets us here, and friends, I want you to respond. God wants you to respond, but he will not beg you. He is a gentleman, and he doesn't force himself. But God offers to refresh you today, to renew you today. Hallelujah. A fresh outpouring of joy and peace. A fresh outpouring of confidence in the spirit, of boldness. Because the Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 4, when they heard them speak, they realized these guys have been with Jesus. And friends, whether it's in this altar, really most importantly at home in your closet or in a secret place, when you've been with Jesus, they'll know. <laughs> they'll know when you've been with Him. They'll know when you've been with Him because the same river that flowed through Him will flow out of you. I want to say this, the Holy Ghost ain't shy. It's your flesh that's shy. But as I'm crucified with Christ, that shyness and that comfort zone gets crucified. And the Spirit of God comes out of me. Hallelujah. The Spirit of God comes out of us. You may be shy. God wants to renew your boldness today. Give you a new boldness, a new passion, a new burden today. Hallelujah. Can we stand all across this house? I want to end with this scripture. God just showed me this today. And I believe it's going to help somebody. I believe somebody's about to leave this place with something they didn't come with. Somebody's about to get something. They're about to get a hold of God in a way they haven't felt Him in a long time. This may have just been just a normal Sunday night to you. Just to come in and get it over with. But friends, if you respond to the Word of God, He can make your passion for holy things new. Your passion for the Scriptures. Your passion for prayer. Listen to this in the book of Isaiah chapter 52. God is referring to the restoring of Jerusalem. God is speaking to Isaiah, talking about restoring Jerusalem. Who's Jerusalem representing? That's the church. The church is what that represents, and this is what he says. John Paul, he says this, Awake, awake, put on thy strength, O Zion. Put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city. For henceforth there shall no more come into thee the uncircumcised and the unclean. Shake thyself from the dust. Arise and sit down, O Jerusalem. Loose thyself from the bands of thy neck, O captive daughter of Zion. Oh, I felt such a cry when I read that this morning. On an airplane somewhere between Texas and North Carolina, I opened my book, and God showed this to me. Shake thyself, awake and rise up. Rise up from where you are and put on thy strength. Put on these beautiful garments. Friends, what are these garments? The book of Romans 16 tells me to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And when I put him on, God calls it beautiful. God calls him my strength. God wants to renew you today. Renew your strength. Renew your burden for the lost. Renew your burden for this church. Renew your unity in the body. God wants to refresh you today. Are you willing? Hallelujah. Like I said, as we come, it's as I give of myself that God then begins to pour in. As I lose of myself, He pours the Holy Ghost into me more. I don't know about you, 
I want to be renewed today. I want to be renewed in the Holy Ghost. I want to be refreshed in my burden. Refreshed in my joy and in my peace. Elders, we want to dream again. I want to dream again. Young people, we need to see visions. Sons and daughters, it's time to prophesy. It's time to rise up, but what shall we do? God promised He'll pour out. But we have to meet our part. Awake and put on thy strength. Put on thy beautiful garments, O holy city. Shake thyself from the dust. Arise and sit down, O Jerusalem, and loose thyself from the bonds of thy neck. Some people got depression around your neck today. You've got anxiety around your neck. Shyness around your neck. Burdens around your neck and doubts. But God wants to let them loose today. He wants to set you free. And who the Son sets free is free indeed. And I believe He's going to do that today. If you're comfortable, can we come find a place to pray right now? If, you know what? Hold on. If you're that person that says, I feel like I need a renewing in my mind, a renewing in my heart and in my spirit, I want you to come. I want you to come. I want you to come and stand up here if you want a renewing. And if you say not, just saying, I'm as fresh as I've ever been right now. How many say, you know what? I don't think I've ever been more on fire than I am right now. And if you are, praise God. But if not, the best thing you can do is be honest with yourself and be honest with God. He can't help the fake you. But if you get real with Him, when you get real with God, hallelujah, when you get real with Him, He can help that person. He can help the broken you, the messed up you. He can help that person. Does anybody else that say, I need a renewing in my heart, a renewing in my mind, a renewing in my spirit. I want a fresh baptism in the Holy Ghost. I want a fresh fire, a fresh burden, a fresh anointing. I need, I want to dream again. I want to dream again. I want to see visions as God said I would. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, we're waiting on you. We're waiting on you. Like I said, if you don't respond to God, you can't expect Him to move in your life. Everybody else fresh in the house. Everybody else fresh out the oven of the Holy Ghost. Brandon, you're as, mo you're as on fire as you've ever been. These that are coming, for those of you that are there, would you come and help me pray with these for a fresh outpouring of the Spirit of God, a renewing right now. Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. For Sister Erica, we believe you, God. For the, for the Ramey house, we believe you, God. For the Jones home, we believe you, God. For the Cruz home, God, we believe you for a fresh outpouring today. Oh, come on, seek Him diligently. The Bible says He's a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. Do not seek 